Hi. Sorry, I kind of did the Joker. Hi. Yeah, it's a little creepy. Please don't do that again. <laughs> you, you can be Two-Face. I don't get to be Harley. Harley's not in the Dark Knight movie. That's oh, what we were no. talking about. Oh, okay. Because cool. if you're Harley, you're doing the Mark Hamill Joker, which I cannot replicate. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. Yeah, fair enough. It's my love and my my care. Mm-hmm. But I, talking about Joker characters, I, I, I had to bring this up because I just discovered it this morning. Okay. There is the new cinematic from WoW that came out. Obviously, you know the story arc of what's been going. We don't play the game, but we kind of watch like Nobel tell us a story and how it's going. Yeah, I think you, I you, you watch a little more than I do. I think I just started not caring entirely about that game. That makes sense. I There is a poetic Shakespearean um, result in the last cinematic and the re- most recent cinematic. I don't think it's actually out yet. I think it's just data mined mm. that I absolutely love. I think the journey to get there is shit, but what happened is great. So Sylvanas, um, obviously from the moment she killed herself or launched herself off of uh, the tower, the frozen throne sure she saw the maw right that's the story arc yeah she saw the maw and basically fought to avoid it with all bloody haste she sacrificed angels for it you know what i mean like she just fought off death knowing that there is nothing but darkness and horribleness the maw waiting for her sure so she does this we go through a bunch of expansions and then basically because she's a fucking because dumb writing she throws a bunch of people into the maw yeah. Right, Brian Teldrassil. That was the whole logical. intent. You always to give jailer power. But she didn't want to go to the mall, mall, but she was willing to send other people. Go to the mall. The mall. <laughs> the mall. So in the last cinematic, her she she's punished for her crimes. And her crime, or her punishment, is to spend the rest of her, however long it takes, whether it's centuries or however long, in the mall, finding all, every single soul she ever put there. And getting them out. Jesus. That's fucking dark. That's awesome. That's dark. That is awesome. That is so Shakespearean poetic. I love the outcome. I hate how she got there. I mean, But I, I love guess. that she, avo- she tried to fight against the Maw. And her punishment is you must spend however long in the Maw. Okay. I, th- I think that's a cool ending. I guess. All right. Whatever. This is completely not relevant to what we're going to talk about. No, it is not relevant whatsoever. No, that was just a about. very strange intro. It was a very strange intro. I just wanted to talk about it because I heard about it this morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? What? What? Why Why are we not doing... We said we'd be doing um, Don't Starve. Right. Why are we suddenly not doing that? Because we're addicted. <laughs> because <laughs> praise the ring is why... <laughs> Yep, I don't know how. So, I don't know how this happened. Um, I know it was one of those things where I felt you needed to play a Dark Souls game yeah, in this series at one point in your existence. You've been bugging me for a very long time. Well, this game is about taking games that I love, series that I love, and playing usually a remastered if we can, or sometimes playing the original edition, or just in this case, it's not neither of that. It's playing a new version of an old style game. Um, I, I think the only caveat is that I must feel like the game represents the series in an adequate way. Mm, I guess, yeah. For it to count, right? Yeah. And I think for most people, there are a few people who don't agree, but for most people, this feels like a Dark Souls game. Yeah. This is this is a Dark Souls This is what it feels like to play a Dark Souls game. I think in my mind, I wish this is what the other Dark Souls were. Well, you don't know that. 
Well, you can't I've say seen, that. I've seen. No, you can't say that. You've never felt it. It's like they just took Elden Ring and they took all the nice, pretty, make you feel good stuff out of it and just made it pure punishment. No, no. Yeah. That's what people <laughs> want you to think about. It. The, feel, the feeling and the punishment you feel in Elden Ring is the same level of punishment you feel in Dark Souls. The difference is this game is a newer game and From Software does a good job of... Um, not backtracking their games are always better every game is better than the last mm. so they do eh, for the most part i guess there are some rules that break that all right well uh let's back this up for just about two seconds okay. and uh you know let's start with the fact that hi this is plebeian wife amanda oh crap i forgot and this is oh my I, elden lord plebeian adam there you go and we are talking about the glorious game that is Elden Ring that is my current golden shiny crack cocaine for <laughs> the time being. And it is bad. It is a bad, punishing, hurtful, <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome level addiction that I just hate and love and want more of. And All I think about whenever someone says that to me after playing their first like Souls game is um part of the crew part of the ship yeah <laughs> yeah i can see that so uh yeah there welcome doing... to the cult yeah we have jackets yeah we also have horrible horrible deep-seated mental problems <laughs> <laughs> do i get a big giant finger that says uh number one death dire person <laughs> on it <laughs> i take death like a champ yeah yeah, yeah. totally I take death like a champ. By by that, I mean I cry, bitch, steal, get angry, walk away from my computer, and end up coming back 10 minutes later. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like sometimes, sometimes it's the next day, but sometimes it's just 10 minutes later. But yeah. <laughs> so I guess we should talk about my intro to Souls games. Yeah, because um, you were the first. Well, I'm not. In this duo. In this duo, yeah. Um, I was first introduced to the Souls game in college. Hmm. Uh, one of my friends, Devin... He had a PS3 at the time. I think it was a PS3. Yeah, it was PS3. I did not. I was still on Super Nintendo um, and PlayStation 2. And he started talking about Demon Souls. And he would tell these stories about Demon Souls, tell these PvP stories, these crazy stories. And I just went, wow, this is like a wicked game. But I didn't have a PS3. I couldn't play it. I couldn't afford it. Sure. So I never played it. Then we inevitably, inevitably got a PS3 and I got Dark Souls on ps3 mm -hmm. it was a little later in the game yeah i think we bought it at, as the greatest hits collection yeah. edition of dark souls yeah yeah so it was later in its in its lifespan and i hated it mm. i fucking hate it. i hated its controls i thought it was punishing i didn't think this was reasonable i didn't think the game was reasonable i had the first thought that everyone else has when they first play a souls game and i put it down and I didn't pick it up again until um, just Rob from the podcast here. It came out on PC X amount of years later. Mm, yes, it did. Uh, and Rob basically said, you need to play this game with me. I said, I played it on PlayStation. I hate it. I don't like it. And he just went, mm, you're going to try it. And I went, no, am I? He's like, you're going to try it. I'm like, am I? He's like, you're going to try it. So he eventually muscled me into trying it. I don't know how. Maybe I was bored one day, needed something, or you know, I just wanted to play with a friend or something. We played it. And with a little bit of love and guidance from another human being to teach me the ways, um, it made the game... I, 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 I punched through that. There was a brick wall where if you don't punch through that brick wall, if you don't bash your head against the brick wall enough and break through, yeah. 
you just drop the game and say you're done. But if you somehow make it through that brick wall, and if you somehow do that, you love the game. And I, I Rob helped me break through the wall, through the wall. And then I've been a Dark Souls fan, a Souls fan ever since. Mm-hmm. I've played every single one. I can't say I've beaten every single one. I don't think I beat number two. Yeah, I don't think you did. I think you played. You gave it the good college try, but I don't think I you ever. You don't think you ever beat it? No, I just I, I don't know that that one didn't quite grip me as well as the other ones. It wasn't that great. Um, so yeah, that's that's my intro to it. Obviously, I've played every single one since. I'm all. I think I've mentioned on the podcast. I'm also a huge Armored Core fan. Mm. It's a game I have not gotten an itch for for years from software. If you're listening, I want another Armored Core game. <laughs> um, but yeah, what I I guess what I should say about the Souls genre in general, what I like about it, is it does two things. One, it changes your mindset of video games. Maybe it should, at least. Which is if you play enough of them, once you realize it. Mm-hmm. It's death is when you get that, uh, and they change it in, in Dark Souls. You notice they you have died. Mm-hmm. They don't say game over. Yeah. And that is the mindset. That failure is not, or uh, death is not failure. Mm-hmm. It is just another attempt. And that lesson I have taken from my college years um, I have taken that lesson and implemented it in my real life. Can you not say that I'm well, the kind of guy that will just keep bashing my head against the wall? I generally, once I'm bored of it, I'll be done. But if I fail at it, I'm usually not going to give up on it unless it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You don't necessarily, failure doesn't deter you from a task. It just, sometimes it just makes you angry. Yeah, definitely makes me angry. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt about that one. Yeah. But I've taken that lesson and brought it into my my real life. And I think it t- teaches you a lesson and it also teaches you a lot of things about other video games and how to play them, how to treat them, because it gave death a mechanic. It made death a mechanic, not a game over. I think that's that's masterful. Yeah, but it's not like that in every game, though. There are a lot of... I think I would actually argue that most games, death is game over. It is the ultimate symbol of you have failed, you suck. No. Do it again. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, I think their wording of it implies that and their mechanics imply that, but it doesn't have to be. Eh, I guess. Like, if you take a look at something like uh, old old MMOs, when you died, you lost experience. Whereas WoW, when you die, you just, you've wasted time. That's all you've wasted. And that's true in, in Dark Souls. All you've done is lost time. But for that time, you have not lost time. You have gained experience and knowledge. I mean, technically in Dark Souls, you lose experience because you lose souls. And then soul is the currency of your experience. I, I guess. I guess in that way. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the loss of the experience or the loss of the mechanical experience, the, the actual RPG number that makes your level go up. Sure. Is outclassed by the experience you had of fighting that boss and learning to fight it to improve your skills. Hmm. That's why people judge that. So now that we know why I love games, why I love the Souls games, what I love about it, I got asked. I kept bugging you to play a Dark Souls game. I kept pushing you, <laughs> yes, saying you, you need to do one. You need to do one. You need to do one. This game came out, and you heard it was open world. I know that. And you kind of had this little tick that said, maybe I'll try it. But you weren't sold until something happened. What was that something? So it's actually funny. I When I saw like videos and screenshots of this game, my first thought was, Holy crap, it's gorgeous. It's like Breath of the Wild on crack cocaine, and I love it. But it's a Souls game, so the immediate turnoff. I don't want to deal with that. I hate dying. I hate failing. I hate anything that has to do with that level of like mental punishment. 
And so I kind of just resigned myself to, well, I know Adam's going to play this, so I'm just going to watch him play it. I'm going to enjoy it vicariously through observation. And I do that for a lot of games. Like there's a lot of games that I would rather just watch you play than actually play myself because the mechanics of the game just don't, they don't do it for me. And I, I can't enjoy the story and the environment and the characters because I hate the game mechanics so much. So I figured it would just be another case of that. And so we did. We bought it for PS5 first. Mm-hmm. And it became sort of like a couch co-op. Like I sat there and, you know, looked up some little guides and maps of like, oh, here's like cool stuff that you might want to check out kind of thing. Whereas you ran around and played it. And one day I had this moment where you had started playing something else or you were doing something else. And I sat there and I went, well, I want more of this. I want to see more of this. I want I want to experience more of this game. And he's just not doing it for me. He's not He's not satisfying me enough by playing this game enough because I want more. So I just, I kind of sat there and I was like, well, maybe if I just, you know, run around and like do some exploration, I can just sort of like scratch that itch until he starts playing it again. So that was the day that I think we was like on a weekend and I woke up and I moved the PlayStation upstairs and I just set it up and just started playing. And you come upstairs and you're like, what are you doing? Why are you, what, you're, you're, you're playing this? I think I'm I was like, watching well. a movie or watching a TV series downstairs and you just came downstairs, grabbed the PlayStation and we're like, okay, bye. And I'm like, what, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I made a character and I just sort of just ran around. I just ran around Limgrave, kind of putzed around. I didn't really accomplish much, but it was so satisfying because I love open world exploration games. I love them so much. It's like my favorite game genre of all time which is why breath of the wild was like just so magical for me because it was exactly that so i'm just two things you love old school zelda mixed with that open world right right perfect so i just kind of i ran around i was in limgrave and it just i was just awed by everything everything was just so meticulously detailed and intricate and it felt like there was just little nuggets of anything in every fucking corner of the world yeah like somebody actually sat down and said okay every like you know thousand pixels we're gonna put something interesting right there was there's no empty space there's no void there's no areas where it just felt like there was no love put into it everything was so full and rich and beautiful and i just went holy fuck this is amazing yeah you can always and that's one thing i i I liked about it you can see they clearly repeated certain assets. Like there are a lot of the dungeons that use caves and um, uh, the catacombs. Sure, yeah. But every single one is laid out differently. The enemies kind of act differently. And because of that, it's got a different theme to it. Not a, an artistic theme, but a mechanical theme. Yeah. So someone purposefully went in there, took art that was repeated because obviously making art is tough. Oh, sure. It's time consuming. It, and then went and worked hard on making a little mini dungeon and they're all different. Everything felt unique enough that it never felt like I was just running the same cave or the same yeah. fort or the same whatever over again, whether it was different monsters or like slightly different um, uh, like color filters even like, okay, well this is like a purple crystal cave and this is a blue crystal cave or you're like, you know, whatever the case is, everything just felt unique enough that I wanted to explore everything. Yeah. You never went like, Oh, a cave, another one. All right. right. I don't need to do it. And so I just kind of, I kept wanting more. So 
I found that in order for me to get more, I had to start fighting stuff. I had to. <laughs> there was no way around it. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll just try. And I remember my first real challenge was that stupid little like mini fort thing out in front of the gate. It's like the one of the first the, uh, Lost Graces you get. And this is the one where you first meet Melina and she gives you Torrent. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that Lost Grace is there and then there's like a bunch of just knight soldiers, like mookfuck, random crusaders or whatever. And They weren't mookfucks then. You thought they were each their own little mini boss. Oh my God, they were so hard. I had to like, I... I started using the stealth mechanic a lot because I found that I could control the battlefield pretty well if I just stealthed around and killed everything. So I got really good at doing that and just sort of picking enemies off one by one. But I found that if I ended up with more than one, I was done. I fucking, I couldn't, yep. I couldn't do it. So that led me to learning to dodge better and, and getting the invuln dodge. And I kind of learned that. And I just sort of like picked up little things. Every time I fought a new group of mobs, I learned something new that I could do that I, it would allow me to not die. How about that? Yep, yep. So, and eventually I think I got to a point where I actually had to fight like a kind of boss. I don't remember which one it was. And... I it, I struggled. I really did, but I defeated it and went, holy shit, maybe I can do this. Maybe <laughs> I can be a souls person. I don't know. And so, and I think it was at that point where you really realized that I was enjoying the game and you went, I want to play it with you. We, we got to do this together. Yeah. We got to do this like together. This, this is not, I, there was a moment where you beat a boss and you went, Oh, <laughs> and I could see the glimmer in your eye of, oh no, yeah, this is a thing. And I went, yep, it's done. It's not, it, this is not a fleeting moment. The alarms are set. The, everyone, every, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the moment where Adam was like, okay, we're going to get this on PC and we're going to play together. And at that point we'd already bought it for PS5. And I was kind of hesitant because I was like, do we really need to buy like two more fucking copies of this game? Yeah. But we did. And I'm actually glad that we did because I'm enjoying it on PC. And so I ended up having to kind of restart over again. But at that point, I think I had a better grasp of what I needed to do in the game and what the game was like asking of me in order to actually have success. Yes. So yeah, that at that point, I was willing to restart and re-explore the world again and... Now I'm where I'm at and I'm just hooked. <laughs> it, it helps. Like, did you find that moment? Because I got to ask, and this kind of leads into one of the important questions that I have is there was this moment where you, re, where you restarted from the beginning. Did you feel that sense of improved knowledge that this is easier because I know things? Yes. Yeah, it was. Because at that point when I... When I switched over to PC, the point that I was at on the PS5 was I think I had just finished Castle Morn and I was almost kind of done with Limgrave. I was ready to go to Stormvale Castle yeah. and sort of continue on to the next area. So at that point, when I came back on the PC, I was like, okay, I pretty much know everything that I need to get out of Limgrave in order to go to the next area, to not be completely and utterly underwhelming for like gear and or whatever else. Yeah. Because in a way I, I use gear and like talismans and whatever as a crutch for my lack of skill. I do. Yeah. And you over level when you go to do a fight because you're like, right. I need to, in order to balance out that. Exactly. Difference. But the game allows for that, which I am very thankful for because I think if it didn't, I probably wouldn't be playing it Yeah, because 
frankly, I'm not that great at games. I'm really not. I'm a filthy fucking casual. And uh, <laughs> I, I struggle when it comes to like actual skill in games. So the fact that I could find other ways to defeat challenges that weren't just, you know, don't be a fucking scrub. Yeah. Was, it the felt get, The get good. Answer. Yeah, it felt good. And, and I did. I did get better. I don't know if I got good, but I, I got better. So I think I got better. Yeah, yeah. I so I think that was definitely it definitely helped. Helped me progress to that game. But it did. Yeah. So that feeling of what you're describing with um does exist in Dark Souls, but I think the experience of over leveling and going to get like they call them rings mm -hmm. in Dark Souls, in order to get those kinds of things isn't as fun as it is in Elden Ring. The sure. journey to get those, because you the way you'd get them is you have to run past all the bad stuff and just run and get to pick up the item and die. And then, you know, you start back because, you know, that when you pick up an item, you you lose souls, but sure. you gain the item, which yeah. is more important. And that's how it works in Dark Souls. And you would just grind. You would go kill a bunch of the same mobs, go back to a bonfire, grind again. And so you can see that you can do it. Everything yeah. that you've done in Elden Ring, you could do in a Dark Souls game. I just find that experience of grinding not as fun. And that's right. an important distinction. Yeah. And I find that I don't feel like I necessarily have to grind. Like if I just explore the world and just do random crap, they'll throw levels at me. Yeah. Like I, at one point today, I looked at my, um, my runes pool and I had like 400,000 runes. And I'm like, when did I even get that? Like, I don't remember, I don't remember what <laughs> I did to get all these runes, but that was like three levels right there. So, I mean, it's not hard to gain experience. I've never, like, I have ground out levels because I found that it helped get past a lot of challenges, but I don't feel like I had to. Correct. I felt like I wanted to because it was an easier option than just struggling yep. nonstop. I think the, so there's two things in there. One, the moment of you look at you, you're like, hey, it takes me 100,000 to level at this point because mm -hmm. we're level 120, 130, somewhere in, yeah, that, yeah. in that realm. And you're like, okay, uh, it takes me 100,000 to level. And you look down after having been just in the Zen moment of the game, exploring, doing stuff. And suddenly you look down and you go, shit, I have 400,000. Yeah. That's four levels. Yeah. I need to get to a point of grace or a site of grace or a bonfire, whatever the hell you want to call it. And then... Suddenly, the bar, the health bar at the bottom of the screen, the boss health bar at the bottom of the screen, and you go, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> that is a fun moment, I think, in the game because it, it really gets you on edge and you, you, the blood's flowing. I find that the those stressful moments um, where you are progressing through a particular, like, we'll call it a dungeon, yeah. even though it's open world, they do have, like, little kind of separate dungeon areas. Yeah. Um, and... You're going through and you just feel like you are down to the wire with what resources you have left. And you're like, where's the next fucking Lost Grace? <laughs> Why is this game so punishing right now? I need resources. I need to like, I, I almost consider those like little miniature save points. Yeah. Which they aren't, but they are at the same time. Because yeah. I feel like it is a save point in progression through that area. So I don't feel as... Uh, each hopeless journey, when I die because I at least can go back to that point. Yeah, each journey from one point of grace to the next point of grace is a chal is a mini challenge, right? And that's what it is. It's just a challenge from one site to the next. Yeah, but there are some that are just particularly ass clenching where you're like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it, and if I I am so far into this area and I maybe I passed the lost grace, maybe I'm just an idiot and I didn't see it, <laughs> but like holy crap, if I die, I'm gonna lose like an hour and a half worth of my time. 
Yep. And that just feels bad, but also feels... But it feels really relieving when you're you're down to this wire, you're edgy, you just fought a mob that you thought was going to take you out because you have nothing left, and you turn the corner, and you see that golden flicker of, of, of oh, dust. Oh, yeah, and you're like, air, sweet you're like, baby Jesus, <laughs> let me go eat that up. Yeah, you just, oh, give me the lost grace. And remember I, I told you early on that the game does a good job of giving you the lost grace exactly when you meet when you need to uh sometimes i feel like i give it to me a little earlier but you're right generally it is exactly when you need it it's exactly when when your ass is clenched and you're just going oh god <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much yeah I, I i love that um so is that the moment that you knew you were a souls gamer is right at the end of that boss and limb grave um uh yeah basically it was when i was going through castle morn which is really like the first real dungeon crawl that you do yeah. with a boss. And I I had a hard time at first because that's actually a pretty decent challenge. Like it there's is. a lot of mobs in there and there's a lot going on. And that was like a true Dark Souls dungeon. And yep. that was the first time I felt like it was less open world and more like path driven. And I had to go down these paths with these challenges in order to progress to the next area. Yeah. So that was frustrating. And I, I had moments where I just, I threw in the towel and I'm like, fuck this fucking game. I can't stand this. Like even like that first area we walk in and there's like the courtyard with all those, I don't even know what they are. Trog, troll like, things. Yeah. That's one of the roughest parts. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, oh my God, there's like eight of them here. How am I supposed to fight all these things until I realize you can kind of just stealth around them. But, uh, and that's the thing is the game does a good job of teaching you that that's what makes this game so special. That's what makes the game. So air quotes hard is there isn't a, at that moment when you see that bonfire, there isn't a text pop-up that says, here's your helps and tips. Did you know you can pull mobs one at a time? If they're focused on something else with a right. bow and arrow or ranged attack. Did you know that? Good. Here's how you do it. <laughs> they don't do that. They go, here's a group of mobs fucking figure it out <laughs> yeah and i think at that point in the game i was kind of i dipped my toe into magic but i wasn't full magic i was kind of doing this like half magic half melee build and i was yeah. it was more of that like poise build so i found myself relying more on my rapier which i had to be in close combat for and i just i suck at dodge rolling in close combat like i just suck at yeah, it yeah you panic roll a lot. yeah i do i do panic roll i'll just roll all over the map i don't even care so i think that made it more challenging in my mind because i had i didn't feel like i had enough tools in my repertoire to deal with different situations mm -hmm. i was just trying to do the same thing in every situation yep so later on I really wanted to just push for some sort of different build. I, I wanted to go full hard magic. Cause I really do. I think magic is my favorite part of that game. I love the uh, variety of it. Yep. And I like that there's a different spell for different situations. In my opinion, this is the best magic has ever been in a Dark Souls game. Yeah. And I find that like, I didn't want to do just classic sword and board or anything like that. Cause that's, I mean, it's kind of boring. Like you, you just, <laughs> you, you go head first into every battle doing the same damn thing. Whereas I have like the Swiss army knife of spells that I can like, Oh, well I can throw rocks at this guy and throw stars at this guy and you know, whatever else. Right. Yeah. So I really needed to push through Stormvale castle and get to the Academy and like everything I needed gear wise is in the Academy. And the Academy was like my biggest, hurdle yeah for a long time i thought the academy was going to 
make you quit. And you know what? It almost, it almost did. I kind of, I was at this point where I needed so much out of the academy, gear wise and spell wise and, and like everything, even just to, to respec. And I couldn't get through it with the build or the gear or the knowledge that I had. And I just, I was so defeated. I, I think I almost gave up on the game for like a week or so. And I'm like, I'm done. I can't like fuck this, this stupid magic boy it area. Days. It was only a few okay, days. whatever. It felt like a week. <laughs> and I think you had progressed like way further in the story and you'd out leveled like pretty much everything. Yeah. And you went, okay, you know what? Just stay behind me. I'll just slaughter everything. Let's just get through this area. And that's what we did. And you basically carried me through the entirety of the academy yep. until I could respec. And then now I'm a pew pew laser boy. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I find that's but that's what Dark Souls is about is that's what Rob did. He carried me in my first Dark Souls until I got it, mm. until I understood. Um, and that's kind of what happened to you. You struggled in in Rhea, in Rhea Lucaria mm -hmm. and you, you struggled and I went, okay, I just need to drag you through this so you can continue on. Get your build, get what makes you happy mm -hmm. and you'll be back in no time. Yeah. And I just, I needed I to was. get you back and do it. <laughs> I was. And honestly, that... The also what was very frustrating about that was the non-stop constant fucking disconnections. Oh, it's still I bad. don't know what is going on with from software servers, but holy crap, they need to get their shit together and just put it in a box, and that box better have a damn good connection. <laughs> and I don't care. That's the only thing I care about because just get it your is, shit, put in a damn good connection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I don't understand how this is still an issue. I get it. It's a super popular game. There's a lot of people playing it. Their servers are probably super overloaded, but holy crap, multiplayer shouldn't even be a feature if it is this unstable. My problem with it is I'm an IT guy. I literally do IT for businesses. I run them. So I know that there are things for like Amazon cloud and Microsoft's cloud and Google's cloud where they can literally just go, oh, we need more servers. Click, click, click. There's a new server online. Congratulations. And it just adds it to the system. So I know that the answer to uh, solving these problems Unless it's a programming problem, that's a very different world. If it's just you can't sit there and say our servers are 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 terribly like we 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 don't have enough servers, motherfucker. You can have some. Spend a little bit of money and you can have some. Yeah, but that money goes towards someone's like fifth Porsche or your right luxury yacht. They're not going to spend it on a server for us plebs. You're absolutely <laughs> right, and that's why I don't accept that excuse. Now, if you sit there and say, "Listen, our, our network code sucks," mm. <laughs> I'll go. Eh, fair. That's harder to solve. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. And I know their network code is old because it has the same, it had the same um, uh, problem as Dark Souls 3 did, which was an, um, a weakness in the in the system. All the Dark Souls did, actually. Mm. So they're using the same net code as they did in Dark Souls. And you know what? I get it because it was already there and they built it and they didn't have to spend money rebuilding it and it worked for Dark Souls. But I feel like this game sort of invites people to do multiplayer more because yeah, oh, it's sure. it's like open world exploration like why wouldn't you want to do that with your friends right yeah, if you could play breath of the wild with friends why wouldn't you exactly so yeah i understand that it can be played as a purely single player game you don't have to ever interact with another human being if you don't want to there's you know the the spirit ashes there's everything other allies you can summon for yep. bosses whatever the case is but it is something that I think is made even better when you have your friends there running around and fucking around with you. Because yes. it's like, 
I don't know. It, it's the same same feeling I got from Monster Hunter. Yes. Right? Monster Hunter, sure, yes, it was epic that you run around and you fight these big, you know, crazy monsters and it was it was, you know, some legendary thing. But there was it was I don't know, like it just got made fun Do you see- when you had your friends there and you were like, you know, calling the monsters stupid names and getting <laughs> yeah. you're like you're hassling each other when you take a hit for something you really shouldn't have. Yeah. And do you get what I, I'm hoping you'll actually understand because I think we talked about it or I don't know if we did or not, but how I always felt like a monster hunter fight is not too dissimilar uh, when you're playing with friends mm. is not too dissimilar from a boss battle in Dark Souls when you're playing with your friends because there is that hassle you're like did you just get hit by the laser pew pew beam that's yeah, really yeah. easy to predict how could you have gotten hit by that you suck and then you get hit by the pew pew laser beam and it and it gets you yeah back. There, there's a level of like gloating too of like oh you struggled on this boss oh let me like one shot this for you kind of thing right <laughs> but so. it's, it's also the moments of you get hit by the boss and you're just going no 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 oh yeah you. and everyone else is laughing their ass off until it's their turn to go no 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 yeah yeah and it's much. the exact same feeling i, yeah. I feel like the fight itself the the whole building your armor and stuff like that that process is different that's a different process sure yeah Uh, because it's not about exploration stuff it's about construction and crafting but the boss fight itself is i think very similar yeah it does have the same kind of feeling to it that like epic holy shit i'm gonna die battle though i feel like elden ring feels far more threatening than monster hunter does yeah monster hunter and maybe it's only because i played i didn't really play world i only played rise the fights never felt threatening. They just felt like, oh, okay, well, you know, I might yes. get unlucky and get, you know, sideswiped and die or whatever the case is. But in Elden Ring, it feels like, holy shit, this motherfucker is going to stomp me into a, like, pasty pulp on the ground in one shot. <laughs> yep. Right? Like, we did, I just fought Fire Giant this morning. And I got made into a pasty pulp about 15 times before I <laughs> screamed at my computer and said, holy shit, you need to come do this with me right now. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it definitely feels more threatening, like more it of does. a challenge. But the winning it feels more like a success. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. It, it's, a, it's a huge swing difference. It is. You're right. Yeah, that's that's great. So you talked, I, it sounds like you already kind of answered one of the questions I have, which was your favorite build. Oh, yeah, definitely magic. Like, hands down. It has been just, uh, I don't know. I, I love it. I love the spells. I love the animations. I love just flinging magic shit at every person and, <laughs> you know, feeling like a fabulous wizard. It's just great. I don't think I, there's so many other builds out there that I could do that look cool, like all these, you know, fancy samurais and lightning knights and whatever else. But, I just, I don't know. I, I love the magic enough that I don't feel like I need to change any other build. Yeah. And it doesn't, I think this is one of the great things about the Souls games. And I think the more, the, the more Souls game, every Souls game before it, er, the latest game is always the best version of it. Sure. Um, is the class variety. Right, right. Um, whereas, you know, I had the option of, I could go, I could go back to my old ways of Dark Souls and carry a Zweihander. Yeah. But I didn't feel like the, the weapon arts changed the mechanic of the game that mm-hmm. the Zweihander didn't do the thing I wanted to do. It was more of, um, I'm just going to take the hit and then hit you back harder yeah. mechanic, which is not what I liked with the Zweihander. The Zweihander, I kind of like what I have now with my blood build, which is kind of funny that I'm doing it, but in a different way. Sure. I'm doing the same style, but in a different way. Before, I carried no shield, just the Zweihander. And my job was to dodge around, wait for the exact right moment, 
swing my sword and kill whatever it is that was I was fighting. So sure. it was about dodging around and waiting for the right moment. <laughs> Whereas the news why hander is, no, I just run at you and pound you. And if you hit me, that's fine. Right. I'm going to hit you harder. Yeah. Whereas this build that I'm preferring in Elden Ring is the, it's one of those very powerful builds I where it uses the River of Blood and the Katana. And I'm kind of upset that a lot of the best dex weapons are katanas right now. I kind of want to try something else, but yeah. nothing is is good and I can't yeah. quite find the right mix. But the idea is I'm still doing that same thing where I wait for the right moment, I dodge, and then suddenly I just do a flurry of blows and keep them stun locked until they're dead. Right. And that's kind of what I do. Yeah. Um, so it's a very similar build, but instead of one big hit, it's a bunch of small hits. Yeah. And in my case, I think the only other build that I might want to do... Because it, it looks interesting, too, is the faith magic. Yeah. The only problem is I find that faith magic is a little underwhelming. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have that same kind of, like, power and oomph that, you know, arcane magic has. Okay. So maybe at some point if they... Because they, they change the meta of this game, seems like, with every patch. Yep. So if they end up, you know, buffing something or negating something else or whatever, maybe I will switch to that. But there's some pretty awesome looking faith spells out there. Yeah, there's that, some That cool do stuff. some, like, really unique stuff, like all the dragon breath ones. And there's yeah. like, all the, like, uh, the black flame assassin spells and stuff, too. Yep. So, yeah, I think that's the only thing I would... I be interested in trying if it became viable i would say that's fair enough but it, it's cool that they have so like you start off as the same character pretty much like you re do you realize that your starting character doesn't really matter in this game no it, minor differences it does it does at the start but as the game goes on the further you go into the game the less it matters i'm just mad that i made the prisoner as my starting because i had that fucking yee yee <laughs> gimp helm for so long <laughs> so long and i I like I it was in Limgrave and I'm like okay I, I need to find something to replace this helm. I fucking hate this helm. So I was going to go get the imp helm cuz yes. it was it was good. It was a plus 2 int helm. Like that's great for spellcasting. Might yep. as well go get that. And I farmed those imps for days. Yes. And never got you it. I still don't have it. No, actually I did. I oh, did. did I got it like way fucking later in some other <laughs> like imp dungeon. I think it was in, like Kaelid or something like that. So, and it was like way past the point that it was even relevant or useful or useful anymore. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I, I wore that stupid ass helm basically until the end of Rhea Lucaria Academy when I got uh, the Renalia's yes. Whereas weird I cone cool head. Like a samurai the oh, whole you time. look badass the whole goddamn time. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so jealous. I'm like, I want to play fashion souls. Why can't I do this? I cannot stop myself from playing fashion souls even now. My build is not optimal because yeah. I want to look at least I, I'm somewhat optimal. I don't fully like my helmet, but I've made my gear look more like it. So it's all gray themed. Yeah. And you know, you know my theme because I also did the vampire theme. Yes. For a yeah. While. That was really cool too. So, you know, I do my themes. I do. I, I'm more than willing to sacrifice my optimal. My and optim. The problem is my helm looks so fucking stupid. I'm using Azure's Glintstone helm because it is the best for my build right now right. because it buffs, um, glintstone comet shard and the comet azure which is my laser beam of death right so i kind of rely on that so i need this helm in order to to do those spells but it just looks so fucking dumb <laughs> and there's like no armor that really matches that helm like there's azure set but it still looks awful yeah there are two so... things that are important and i think this is because pvp is a very important factor of the Souls games, mm. 
It's very important. And I, first of all, I think your character looks like a mage from World of Warcraft. One of like the tier set armors. Kind of, yeah. It's got that vibe. It's just goofy. I just yeah. look goofy. You do. I, I, I think it looks awesome. I think you look really cool because you have, you have like a whole set. Like you, yeah, I do. You set it out. Um, but the be- first benefit is you can, when you go to against PvP, you, if you know enough about the game, you can look at the armor and go, I know what they're about. Right. You know what their build is. And that's true too. Even when I, like summon allies for bosses when their shadow comes up and with their golden rune and I see what they're wearing. I go, okay, you're a caster, you're a colossal, you're a, a samurai, you're whatever, because I can see the different pieces that they're yeah. wearing through their, their shadow or whatever. And I know what they're going to be doing in combat. So you can almost kind of strategize in a way who you pick, who you pick to help you because you can tell what, what they're going to do in battle. Yeah. And, it, and it's, you can see why that's useful and why I don't like transmog all that much. There's also yeah. the other factor of if you are being optimal, like mechanically optimal, you're going to look goofy. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you absolutely. know what? There's your trade off. You can either look good or not. Oh, there, I don't give a shit. There's some awesome looking armor in this game though. Like, holy crap. Everything just not, okay. Not everything, but most of the stuff that I pick up just looks amazing. And I want to wear all of it and none of it is relevant to my class. So <laughs> it's very unfortunate. So, well, you've done a lot of boss battles, not all of them. Right. Um, so, you know, obviously this may change. But so far, what is your favorite boss battle? So funny enough, my favorite boss battle was actually one that I just did yesterday, which was the uh, Lich Dragon Fortisax. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy crap. What a badass looking boss. Yeah. It was like... If Sephiroth was a dragon with red lightning, like, holy fuck, it was cool. You had never fought the uh, red dragon from Monster Hunter Rise. No. And they kind of remind, it reminded me of that boss fight. You had never done that one, but I had. And it reminded me of that a lot. And I think I was, I never fought this boss yet. And you were, and I was basically just sitting over your shoulder going, that is so cool. Oh, I know. Does he have a red lightning sword? That's so fucking cool. Oh yeah, I was so bad. And the funny thing was I actually killed him like pretty quick. So I didn't really get to experience like the full majesty of that boss, but it was like thematically the coolest looking thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I think we both just sat, you were fighting the boss fight and both of us were just going, it's swinging a cool sword at you. And you weren't even, you know, it was a cool boss fight. When you weren't sitting there, your first thought wasn't, oh, God, I'm going to die. It was, that is so cool. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, artistically, that was that was such a rad boss. It was, yeah. Oh, my God. I love that boss. That's so cool. I I, I, I agree. Um, my favorite boss battle, uh, oddly enough, um, mostly because of bragging rights, Radon. Radon, really? Yes. Well, so this had nothing to do with the game itself. Here's here's the weird thing. Is my favorite moments in Dark Souls tend to not be just about the game. Right. Um, Radon, I had Rob going, oh, you haven't fought Radon yet? Oh, he's a bitch. And then I had Rich um, from Raised by Spoilers go, you haven't fought Radon yet? Oh, he's a bitch. <laughs> like, he's hard. Like, yeah, he, yeah. He's an interesting fight. He's really hard. You're going to struggle. Blah, 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 blah. All this crazy stuff. And I just kept getting told how tough it was. And I, my dumbass, got so afraid of Radon and got so afraid of, uh, what's that, Cydia? What was that name of that area? That red area? Oh, Caled. Caled. I was so afraid of that. I ended up going all the way through the Mountain of Giants, fought the Fire Giant first, (laughs) 
And then I went, okay, maybe I'm ready for Radon. Like, I, I don't know where else to go right, right now. So right. I'm going to go fight Radon. I'm told, like, I need to for story arc. So I go and fight Radon. I've got Rob in my headset. And he's like, I want to be there when you fight him. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. So he's, I'm streaming my screen for him. I'm playing. I do it all on my own. And I one-shot it like a, like, I made Radon a little bitch. <laughs> I made, not the bitch, like, he's a bitch, tough bitch. No, no, like a little baby crybaby bitch. Yeah, yeah. I got him first try. Did, like barely struggled <laughs> zero effort because i out leveled the crap out of it sure yeah i didn't know that yeah and rob just went oh that was anticlimactic <laughs> and i'm like I, yeah i mean it felt good that you know i had this moment of everyone's just telling me how hard something is i just right. made it a joke right that being said i had my challenges elsewhere <laughs> right yeah but that was a fun fight for me it was a fun moment because rob's just like i just fluttered his sails his sails just lost all momentum yeah it sounds right <laughs> so that was fun for me um so you specifically want to distinguish your favorite boss battle versus the hardest boss battle yes what was your hardest so i actually found that there was two moments that i found were like the hardest bosses that i ran into the first one was honestly it was margaret in the beginning yeah i really Classic. struggled with margaret and i that was around the time too where like i really didn't want the build that i had anymore yeah and so Margaret was just this overwhelming obstacle that I couldn't seem to get past. Yeah, you could have skipped that whole thing and gone straight to the Well, academy, I did. You know? I did. But then, see, I did that. But then the academy was also an overwhelming obstacle that I couldn't seem to get past. <laughs> so I thought that maybe if I went back and did Stormvale, I would be more equipped to go do the academy. Oh. And it was just, it was two things at the same time that were just beating the shit out of me. And so that boss battle... When I think you came back to help me with it, it was like, oh my God, I'm so glad to be done with this. Like, I never <laughs> want to see this fucking castle ever again. And these horned motherfuckers. And then there was like three more of those guys <laughs> later on. Like, you can't get away from them. I swear to God. <laughs> well, they had to, you had to put your ambitions to rest. Yeah, yeah. Your filthy ambitions And then to rest. later on, and you know this one very well. There was uh, the fucking uh, space dragonfly from hell <laughs> that is called Astel, natural born of the void. Yeah. And this just happened, what, like a couple of nights ago where I bashed my head against this stupid fucking boss for probably an hour. I must have fought it 10, 15 times. And every time I couldn't even get a shot off at this guy because he would either laser beam me or he would whip his tail down and it didn't seem to didn't matter where I dodged this tail was gonna fucking hit me so it was I was so frustrated I like I at one point I gave up I put the controller down I'm like I'm done I'm going to bed I can't do this anymore so next day I'm like Adam I need you to help me with this so I had to guide him through. There's like a whole quest line that you have to do with Ranny to actually yeah. get to this boss in the first place. So I had to guide him through this quest line. And I got to the point where he was finally at the boss and I was doing something else. He's like, well... Oh, I think you had gotten <clears throat> to the boss in my world. Right, so right. So you had desummoned yourself and had to travel. Right, I had to travel back. From the latest. So he's standing there and he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go like fight it once and see what the mechanics are so that I can like know how to help you better when you get here. He walks in. Just one shots it effortlessly, <laughs> not even try. Just and like the tail that you couldn't dodge, I involved dodge the first time. Oh, every me. single time. So he just walk like literally waltzes in, like cuts this guy to little cubes, and was like, "Oh, 
well, that wasn't hard. And I'm just internally screaming. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me right now? How? How did you just fucking do that? And so he comes into my world and we we beat it or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, all right. I, I don't even I don't even feel satisfaction from that. I'm just I'm just Aww. done. I'm just done with this boss and I'm going home and that's it. So yeah, that was just that was like one of the biggest struggles I had was that stupid fucking dragonfly. It doesn't help when someone else makes it uh trivial. Trivial. Like, yeah. Rob did the same thing with um it's funny I tell this story and I I wanna I wanna make sure I tell the story now because you know I come in and I've told now two stories of one where I made Radon look like a Look like nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now we told the story of I made this astral thing look like yeah, nothing. Astral or whatever, or whatever it was. Whatever it's yeah. called. And um, I fought the, the fire giant. Right. And Rob was struggling on the fire giant big time. And I fought, fought it with him, fought it with him, fought it with him. And I eventually tried it on my own and beat it first try on my own. <laughs> so I have these like a lot of stories of fighting these bosses and not one-shotting them necessarily, but making them fairly trivial right. in Dark Souls language. And I want, I had to make sure I tell a story because there was a monster in, I think it was Dark Souls 2, um, called the Smelter Demon. <laughs> and oh, yeah. I never beat that boss ever, 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 ever. Um, I basically got to it. What happened is I had Nathan, uh, who was on another one of our Raised by Spoilers episodes, and Rob show up. I summon them into my world. And they basically went, Adam, go sit in the goddamn corner. All you have to do is stay alive. Don't attack. Don't waste your stamina. Keep your stamina for defense. Just stay alive. And I went, yes, okay. And I went and sat in the corner. And they killed the boss for me. And I never looked back. I never <laughs> fought that boss again. I never tried it again. I, I just went, nope, not fucking doing it. Oh, that's amazing. And it was so bad. They added a mechanic in Dark Souls 2 where if you went from, uh, they're like, you know, there's like, the areas, there's like little mini dungeons. Well, the the path between one bonfire to the next is like a little mini dungeon. And if you try to grind, they try to get rid of the grind mechanic. Okay. So if you fought it so many times, it would stop spawning the enemy. So you had to stop. It stopped you from grinding. But there was a caveat to that where if you died so many times because you had to restart so many times, eventually the mobs would stop. Understand that in order to, for that to happen, you had to die like trip like almost like high double digits yeah it got so bad for me <laughs> they stopped spawning <laughs> rob laughed and that was the moment where he went adam adam i'll help you like he's like adam you clearly need my help the like, this is uh terrible. super ultra pussy mode the super ultra pussy mode yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he eventually was like adam i think i just need to hold your hand on this <laughs> one and i will never relive that moment i hate it and I love it at the same time because, you know, your friends come in and save you and you, they make it a laugh. They make fun of you. Sure, and now yeah. I made fun of him for the fire giant because I did it, you know, first try on my own. But he struggled with it. And I had to help. I had to pull him through it. Yeah. So it was his. He calls it his smelter demon. <laughs> uh, so it was great. I think that's a great, great moment. I do. I'm not understand that I'm doing so well in Elden Ring because of my Dark Souls history. Right. Right. That makes sense. I have played every game and the lessons you learn in each of those 
only enhance your current lessons. So yeah. It's really good. So I have this question where I talk about favorite event or moment. And the reason I call it favorite event or moment, sometimes it's not a cinematic. It's not a character story arc. Sometimes it's just something like you were doing something and something random happened. And you can't predict it, but it was just so unpredictable. You didn't expect it, but it was just so enjoyable at the same time. Mm. That's usually what it is. And I find that this game garners those feelings. Oh, sure. So, so do you have one of those? That, like a moment where you're like, whether it was a PvP came in, you felt good because you and I were doing something. And someone came in and you're like, oh my God, we're not going to win this. I have one moment in this game. So I can remember one. And I don't even remember what boss it was. It was in one of those random like cave mine dungeons. And I think it was in Limgrave. Okay. And you fight a troll or something like that on top of a pile of gold at the end. Right. And I remember I walked into that boss fight and I had like no resources. I think I had two flasks left. Right. I remember this. And I had like nothing. And I, for whatever reason, was just in the zone and I invuln dodged Every yes. single swing that that motherfucker threw at me, and I one shotted it. And I remember you looking and you over, in with like one Estus flash. Yeah, the whole fight. You, you looked over at me, and you're like, "Did you just fucking do that?" <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, "I totally fucking did." And it was just like a moment of holy crap, that was awesome, yes. and I'm awesome. That was an awesome moment. I was so happy for yeah. you. That was so cool to watch. Yeah, it's just like little things. Like I, I find that there's more of those in the beginning of the game because you're not like jaded by the <laughs> ways of of Souls games, right? Because you get to a point later on where shit doesn't surprise you anymore like you walk around a corner you get smashed in the face by an imp and you're like oh, i should have expected that right <laughs> like stuff like that but there's a couple like at the beginning of the game like going across that one bridge at nighttime and not expecting to see the fucking grim reaper yeah. on a horse and going holy shit he is gonna kick my ass and just like running the fuck away from it that stuff like that is like yeah yeah i love those moments but yeah, they get less and less later on when you become less i don't know uh, You've learned the lessons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's totally true. I am trying to think of it. I think one of my favorite ones, it's it's really weird. Um, and it, it probably doesn't sound good or fun to a lot of people. But I enjoy this kind of shit because I <laughs> okay. love psychology. Yeah, yeah. There was, we were doing Rhea Lucaria, the academy. Sure. And we were struggling through it mostly because it was a huge PvP area. Oh, yeah. Every single time we got connected, there'd be someone trying to fight us. And we'd get disconnected. Then it'd be a one-on-one. And it's just, everything was bad. And we ended up clearing out about an area and a PvP -er joined. And I went, Nope, we're not going to the next room. We're gonna wait this PvP -er out. I remember that. That was the hallway right after that one the Lost room, Grace where uh the Kool-Aid man jar comes running out of the Surprises one side right the, with all the casters. Yes, yes, it's right before Clifford the big big, big uh, the big red dog in yeah, the academy, yeah. just for the that, right after the schoolroom. And we, we hadn't gone up the stairs to fight the jar man and the caster yeah, yet. Yeah. And a PvP or Johnny went, nope, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. We're not going up that stairs. We're not going to try and push through. And we just sat there. And this guy, we I think we were probably 10, 15, 20 minutes. Oh, we, yeah, we had a stalemate for a long time. He wouldn't come to us because he realized he was losing the fight and went running away to the sorcerers hoping we'd, you know, he'd have the NPCs help him. And we're yeah. like, we're not going to do that. We'll stay right here. And... Somehow we stayed connected the whole time. We did. And I hadn't thought about that at the time, but we had stayed connected and he never came to us. And eventually he got bored. I expected him to disconnect. 
eventually he got bored and came towards us and lost the fight and we could move on and then we killed Clifford the Big Red Dog in yeah. that run. And I really like that because I love that. Nope, we're not doing that. You're going to fight us on our grounds, not on your grounds. Yeah. And that's what PvP is about. There's a lot of struggles with PvP in this game. and It was unfortunate because I love, I love the multiplayer aspect and I think that the PvP completely and utterly detracts from that because it's it's something that i never want to do i hate fighting other players yeah. i hate pvp in just about every fucking game i've ever played i didn't like it wow i didn't like it in anything else and i just want to chill and hang out with friends and and experience a game together and then i have to deal with some asshole who's trying to fucking slaughter yeah. me when i'm fighting other shit for n literally no gain yeah. Like, I, I don't feel like any PvP victory is a victory. It's just that, okay, I avoided out, like, utter disaster. Yeah, I think the original design... I, I don't mind the PvP if it's working as originally intended by Miyazaki. Miyazaki had plans, his ideas that a PvPer, when they come into your world, when they invade your world, are supposed to be a tough boss battle. That's it. They're, or not even a tough boss battle, an unexpected tough challenge. Mechanically speaking, the invaders ha are at a disadvantage. Sure. Mechanically speaking, they just are. Yeah. And because of that, they're intended to lose. They're intended to lose, but they're intended to be an unexpected challenge. And that's fun. You're expected to lose sometimes, but most of the time you're supposed to win. And I find that that in mentality is cool. Unexpected, semi-random, um, and, and not unbeatable challenge. Sure. The problem is, is what's happening is... When, especially in places like Ray Lucario, why it frustrated me so much was it was every time. It wasn't random. It oh, was yeah. Every time. Literally every time you and I connected to each other, someone would invade immediately. Yep. And they were always twinked. So yep. it was always a far harder challenge than it should have been. Yep. And those two combined made it not fun anymore. They weren't. They were a boss battle in and of themselves right before you had to go fight another boss battle. Yeah. And it made it too difficult. But I don't mind the a PvPer comes in. You know, and it's a reasonable challenge sometimes. Sure. That's fine for me. But what was happening in Ray Lucari at the time was not acceptable. And even Stormvale Castle. We had a we had yeah. a lot of issues in Stormvale Castle too, where we would like literally as soon as we connect to each other, we go one room over, somebody would invade. Yeah. And then it was it, it, either we would get disconnected or we'd go to the next room over and get invaded again. Yeah. It was nonstop. And it was just it was a, a challenge on top of an already annoying challenge of just trying to stay connected to each other to get through a fucking area. Yeah, it also wouldn't have been bad if we weren't constantly getting disconnected. Right, exactly. So it just, I don't know, it was very frustrating for no reason. So that leads to none of our favorite moments were really with an NPC. Do you have a favorite NPC, a favorite character that you don't necessarily have to kill? Or even a, technically it could be a boss. A boss is an NPC. You know what? It's It's kind of, I don't know. It's hard to pick an NPC that I would say is my favorite because I find that the story of this game and like the NPC stories are so convoluted and yeah. so all over the place that I've done so many quests and I don't think I understand a single thing of what I've learned about any NPC. That makes sense. I think that I like Rani as an NPC. I like her her personality and her, her voice actor is really cool too, but her quest line is just very, I don't know what the fuck I did for her. I did a bunch of stuff. I got a sword and I found her bodies, plural. And <laughs> I don't know. I had to fight a bunch of really weird stuff. So I, I honestly, I don't know what her story was all about, but I think she is a cool NPC. But yeah, I don't know. It's there. A lot of the people that you meet are 
interesting. Like I'd say most of the NPCs in this game are interesting. I just have a very hard time following what they're about. Yeah, that's fair. I obviously I think my answer is a very clear and easy one is Blyde. Blyde is really cool. Yeah, Blyde he's badass. He's right. He's right. Yeah. Um, and you're right. They're not deep enough to like have a deep conversation on who's the best NPC and why. Because they are. It is a struggle to learn the lore. And yeah, it's always been Dark Souls. Yeah, and so. I get that. I think this is the most lore they've ever given any Souls type game. Yeah, but even still, like it's you really struggle to figure out what the fuck is so going on in this game. It's more lore, but I find it's all. It's also more complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh my god, please. It is very Game of Thrones. It is very like political maneuvering kind of game of chess that's going family, on. Inter family. Yeah. Troubles and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I, I can see uh J.R. Martin's impact on Oh, this absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Um, so do you have plans when you're done to start over again and go with a new game plus to give it another go, give it another round? No. No, I can already tell that this is one of those games where I'm going to play it on one character and I'm going to exhaust as much of the game as I possibly can without being completely overly saturated by it, and then I'll just be done. Well, New Game Plus is the same character. You just basically the idea is so you can experience different endings. I get that, but I don't I don't feel the need to replay the game to experience those okay. endings. And I kind of do that with every game. Like even with Witcher, which is a good example. Um, the open world exploration, whatever. I played Witcher, you know, once and did as much as I could in that one playthrough. And then when I finished the story, even though there is different endings that you can get to based on what you do, I never felt like I needed to play it again. Yeah, you got your ending. Exactly. Your story. And I feel like in the same way with this, I will get my ending in the way that I played the game. Your and adventure. that'll be it. And I'll go YouTube the other ones and maybe try to make some sort of sense out of them. Now, there is one thing I do want you to do. Um, mm -hmm. And that's the next question. There is one thing I want you to do. That's okay. not New Game Plus. I know. I want you to start a new character at some point. It can be now. It can be later. It doesn't matter when. Do whichever character you want to do. And just do a bit of Limgrave. Just do Limgrave. Don't try and... And I don't mean... Don't try and like max out everything before you go do bosses. Try a boss fight before you think you're ready for the boss fight. Okay. Or try a dungeon before you think you're ready. Yeah. Because I feel like you will realize... Um, the game does a good job of every challenge that you're currently at 90% of the time is reasonable to your skill and your level. Mm -hmm. So you never feel like the game is too easy. You always feel like it's just too hard. Like it's, it's, yeah. it, you feel like it's always hard, but succeedable. Sure. Um, I feel like if you ever go back to Limgrave and this is, you can see my attitude when I was playing Limgrave mm -hmm. is very different than yours. You were struggling the whole way through. Every boss fight was just this epic adventure of like, I, oh, this guy, this guy, I can't beat him. He's the end boss. Right. Whereas for me, they were all a joke. They were all just a little bit of a joke to me. Sure. And that's because I already had the experience of, yeah, I know this is just a mook fuck boss. <laughs> And I want you to go back and try that out. And it's never easy. I want to be clear. This is not one of those things where you're going to walk through. Like now, if you were to take your character and walk through, it'd be a joke. Sure. Yeah. But it, will, it won't be a joke. But you will hopefully see how you have improved, not how your character has improved. I guess. Does that make sense? Yep. I, I feel like it's a good lesson to have <laughs> that they don't give you. Yeah. So try that out if you if you can for me. Sure. I've tried out obviously every single time I play a Dark Souls game. I sure, yeah. I do it again and again <laughs> and again. So I've done it before. I know that feeling. Makes sense. It also feels good to fucking annihilate a boss that you 
that struggled with before. Oh, absolutely. I've, I've even now, like there's a, l- a couple little like cubby holes in uh, Lyarnia or Limgrave that I went, tried to fight, gave up on, went somewhere else and then kind of completely forgot about them. And then saw them went, oh, yeah, no, I totally forgot to go fight this random thing, like the dragon at uh, Agil Lake. Right. That was like one of the first dragon fights that I saw. I went, holy shit, this is impossible. How the fuck do you do this? I'm getting out of here. And I just went back and did that not that long ago. And it was a joke. And I went, okay, yeah, that feels pretty good. <laughs> I, I, I realized I never answered the question of my hardest battle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. Obviously, I, I generally the feeling that I think a lot of people are going to get from this message is that I don't struggle in this game. That's not true. I struggle every moment of it. But my attitude towards struggle is frustration in the moment. You've seen me get angry. You've seen me get upset. Sure. You know the you know the truth. Yep. But I always enjoy it at the end. Um, there was one that you never saw me fight. You never experienced it. You were you were not around for it. I don't know if you were asleep or gone or working. I don't know what what was going on. It might have been on one of the Saturdays you had to work. Sure. And do you remember when you entered, you think you made this boss look like a fucking joke. There is right before you enter the Royal Capital, you had to go all the way to like the north side of the capital and you had to fight a, like a, tr- uh, they call them the tree sentinels, the goldie boys on oh, horses. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was right before you enter the Royal Capital, you had to fight yes. him because he's guarding the gate. You went, I, and this is a great flip story <laughs> because I struggled with him hardcore sure i tried and tried and tried i ended up giving up and saying i need to get in there but what i ended up doing was there's a uh a ashes or what do they call them the spirit the spirit spirits? ashes spirit ashes there's a spirit ash which is like a dog that if it bites people enough it builds up rot mm. on them and that rot just lasts pretty much forever sure so the idea is the dog is fairly weak it goes in maybe puts rot on them maybe doesn't hopefully it does put rot and then it just ticks it down throughout the fight sure so in order for me to beat this boss, after I bashed my head against this boss, trying on a horse, trying not on a horse, different strategies, getting it down to inches of its life, never succeeding, yeah. never quite getting there. Do you know what my end strategy was? Huh. Go get this dog, level it up, fight the boss for a little bit until the dog put rod on it. Finally, I noticed the dog had rod on it. I run away from it. I leash the boss so it stops attacking me and just hide in a bush and watch its health tick down <laughs> while it just sat there doing nothing. <laughs> I mean, I kind of had to do that. There's a couple fights that I've had to like cheese. More recently, the um, the Black Knife Assassin ringleader, yes. um, Tish, I think it is. Uh, I discovered through the power of the internet that if you stand on a very specific rock in that arena, that this boss can't path up this rock mm-hmm. unless it like takes some weird ass like long way around. So I just stood on this rock and just, shot spells at it until it died and that was literally the only way that i could succeed at this battle because i tried i tried like legitimately i put effort in and i don't know he's just absolutely relentless in attacking yeah and he has this like flurry of whatever that it puts in the air that one shots me and i couldn't do it and i'm i i really needed that battle because i wanted those spirit ashes and I just, I've, I there was like, there's no fucking way I could possibly do this. And you can't have spirit ashes in there. You can't summon other people. Yeah. I couldn't do it on my own. And I'm like, okay, well, I just kind of resigned to never getting those until somebody was like, nope, just stand on this rock and they can't get up there. I'm like, oh, fucking okay. And so I did. <laughs> and it was great. But yeah, sometimes you just need to do stupid shit to win stuff. So that mentality 
you know, people say Dark Souls doesn't have an easy mode. Sure. And it needs an easy mode. That research is easy mode. And that, they don't change that. They'll never fix that in a patch. No. I'm telling you that right now. Sure. And here's why I know that. In Dark Souls 1, there is a... You can get this really early on in the game. Go get a bow. And if you run through... I think you only have to kill one boss. I think so. I think it's the gargoyle on the on, on the ramparts. You kill the gargoyle. It's not a real gargoyle. I don't know why it's called a fucking gargoyle. <laughs> okay. It could be a minotaur or something like that. Yeah. Maybe it's a minotaur on the ramparts. Anyway, you fight it. You go around. You get this bridge. And what you do is you hide underneath the bridge. It has like a two-layer bridge. Okay. And there's this dragon sitting on top of this castle. And the idea is if you try and run over the bridge, like on the normal layer of the bridge. Sure. He breathes fire down the lanes and kills you. Sure. You just can't get to him. He's just this dragon just sitting on top of this castle going, Bruh. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Bruh. Like you're nothing to me. Yeah. So what you do is you go underneath the bridge and there's a little spot where his tail sticks out. Oh my god. And you just sit there with a bow and arrow for half an hour <laughs> at like level two. And you just kill him. Huh. And then you get souls up the wazoo. You get one of the best swords in the game. And there you go. That that cheese is built into the game. They they I don't know if they build it into the game purposefully, but they don't when it's discovered on the internet, they don't go and patch it out. They, well, it's like the the dragon in Caleb, the the giant ancient dragon that yes. just sits there when you beat the shit out of it. So if you don't fight that dragon, it will come back later on and actually attack you and kick the shit out of you and you have to fight like a real dragon battle. Mm-hmm. But if you fight it towards the beginning of the game, it will just sit there and you just wail on it for 15, 20 minutes until it eventually dies and you just get an ass ton of, of, of runes. And it is a huge boon yeah. early in the game. Like, I think you get almost 50 levels out of it. Like, it's insane. Yep. So and I think that that's purposeful. I think that if you are willing to make the run through Kaled severely underleveled and in danger the whole time and are willing to sit there for 20 minutes and fighting this dragon, sure, here, have a, here, have a fucking sack of runes. Yeah, I don't think the From Software guys did it on purpose, but I think when it was discovered, they just went, okay. Yeah. You, congratulations you discovered something good for you they, they they consider that a reward that you went out and searched it up and, and discovered it. oh yeah and i think that's their mentality and that is the easy mode and that's the best thing about this game is knowledge is power there isn't a make this easier for me it's no no no. you have to make it easier for yourself yeah and i think that's a mentality that people just don't understand with this game yeah maybe and i, I love it for it <laughs> so i think that brings to the end do you have any more questions about uh, do we have anything more? Because obviously we're addicted. We love this. And- oh my God, I'm still going. I still have, I'm not, I'm, I don't even know if I'm at the end of the game. I don't really know what the end of the game is. I haven't really figured that out because I don't really know what's going on in the story. <laughs> but I know I'm in some like hallig tree and it's, I'm on a bunch of branches and it's very, very um, dicey because it's a bunch of those uh, bubble doot boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. And uh, we'll see what happens when I actually go figure out what the ending is and what ending I get. But yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying it because it's it's a huge moment for me. You know what? I think one of the best parts about it is you looking over at me like, you know, like that proud dad looking at his <laughs> fucking kid winning the gold medal at the Olympics or something like that. And you're just, you just give me that look of like, oh, I'm so glad that you're enjoying this. And that just makes me feel good. It is good. It <laughs> is good. I love it. Well, I'm glad you're playing it. I love that you're playing it. I like that I'm playing it too. I love you. And I love you.